Introduction What Children See In 2011, a group of psychologists decided to investigate the racial attitudes of children in South Africa. A diverse group of primary school kids aged 4 to 9 were presented photographs of people representing various racial groups and asked to point to who they liked. It turned out black, white, and colored multiracial children all favored white people. While earlier studies in other multiracial societies had revealed similar pro-white biases among children, these had all been conducted in Europe and North America. It had been assumed children in those places favored whites because they were the dominant majority group upheld as the norm. This was obviously not the case in South Africa, which was 80% black and just 9% white. While such pro-white biases may have been unsurprising during the apartheid era, where the state openly glorified whiteness, these kids were growing up under black presidents and governments in a South Africa that emphasized racial equality, a country whose most respected individual was a black man by the name of Nelson Mandela. The authors of the study suggested the children's pro-white biases could be motivated by their perceptions of group status in South Africa. Research has shown children favor higher status groups over lower status ones. Hispanic kids favor whites over African-Americans. African-American kids favor whites over Hispanics. White Australian kids favor Asians over Aborigines. Taiwanese kids favor whites over blacks. And British Asian kids have been shown to favor whites over British Caribbean kids, while the latter favored whites over British Asians. The question then was what criteria South African kids were using to assess group status in their society. It clearly wasn't group size. Their preferences appeared to mirror the country's wealth hierarchy, but was it possible children that age even noticed who owned what? Subsequent studies revealed they did. Presented pictures of nice houses and fancy cars, juxtaposed with images of shacks and beat-up jalopies, children as young as three matched the expensive possessions first to whites and then to multiracials, while often associating the shacks and jalopies with black people. At the time, average income for white South African households was three times that of multiracial households and seven times that of black households. So the kids were accurately noting the correlation between race and wealth in their country. This mattered in shaping their attitudes towards various groups, as further research revealed that they preferred the affluent. Presented pictures of expensively dressed children in fancy houses, and poorly dressed children in shabby ones, irrespective whether they themselves were black or white, or from rich or poor homes, the children liked the affluent kids more and were keener to befriend them. Shown two black kids, one presented as rich, the other as poor, they preferred the rich black kid. Similar studies in America have shown primary school children can distinguish between rich and poor people in photographs, generally favor the rich, and associate wealth with whiteness and poverty with blackness. Five-year-olds are obviously too young to have developed any coherently classist worldviews, so psychologists have pondered why they gravitate towards the better off. Some suggest they are simply attracted by the aesthetically pleasing possessions money can buy and transfer the wow feelings they experience at the sight of a shiny toy or sleek car onto their owners. Others think they perceive potential benefits from being around affluent kids, such as being allowed to play with their fancy toys. 
One study in two very economically and culturally different environments, the U.S. and India, showed American children from predominantly middle-class families and Indian children from lower-income families both believed children from wealthy homes were likelier to share than children from poor homes. Likely because they were assuming kids from wealthy homes simply have more available to share and can do so at less cost than those who have little. It is easier for a kid with five toy cars to offer his peers one of them to play with than it is for a kid with only one toy car to give it up for someone else. Whatever the underlying factors behind these dynamics, such findings reveal children's sensitivity to information that is ubiquitous in society, but often neglected by those interested in the development of social attitudes and stereotypes, one study concluded. In today's race debate, it would seem we are either neglecting the obvious or unwilling to discuss it frankly and in detail. 